0: Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Taves, joined by Dr. Storzbach. As always, it's our mission to educate and empower everyone who has headaches and migraines so that you can break free from a life of fear of your next migraine and uh, reliance on medications and thrive in everything that you want to do. And there are a lot of things out there that uh, people are unable to do because of headaches and migraines. And that really does drive us uh, to do this podcast every week and uh, to continue to improve on what we're doing. This podcast is actually based off of our most popular blog post, which answers the question, why do I get headaches or migraines after eating? Food is something that a lot of people associate uh, positively, negatively with their headaches or migraines, food triggers, uh, inflammatory foods. Maybe you, you feel like you need to eat food, uh, and if you go too long in like a starvation mode that will trigger a migraine. And so we're going to talk about food and the association with food, different types of food, uh, just eating food and, and the process of that and how that's associated with headaches and migraines, there's actually seven different sort of mechanisms, uh, possible mechanisms behind food, eating food being a trigger for headaches and migraines. And we're going to go through each of those seven. Because our blog post does so well, I, I'm excited for this podcast because I, I think it's going to be laid out um, well. I think you got, y'all will learn something. And there's going to be some very practical things that you can take home and, uh, and think about, uh, as you prepare your next meal. And if it absolutely, if you're someone who has food as a trigger, this will be helpful for you. So let's jump into it. First off we have sugar. If you're consuming sugar and sugar seems to be a trigger, um, what should we know about sugar?
1: So as we know, um, sugar just really, um, impacts our blood sugar. So, or our glucose levels in our blood and, What will happen is we, when we ingest sugar and say, especially, you know, you want that dessert or chocolate and you have some cake or cookies, and sometimes you'll kind of feel sluggish and almost headachy after that. If you're noticing that there's a couple things that could be going on. Um, The main thing is when we eat sugar, our body has to react and release insulin because that attaches to the glucose and actually then will lower our blood sugar, which is what we want to try to normalize it. But sometimes our body will almost release too much insulin. And we'll go from a high blood sugar level to a really quick drop. And it's actually the drop or what's also called like a reactive hypoglycemia that can give you these symptoms of kind of feeling lightheaded, dizzy, and can bring on a headache.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and maybe we're going to hit on this as we summarize at the end, but it feels appropriate to say that many of these things we're talking about, um, most of them all but, but maybe one, we're talking about things that contribute to the environment that you are experiencing pain in. We talk about that a lot on the podcast, but we'll take, for example, sugar, sugar, and the body's response with insulin, um, dropping the uh, glucose levels of your blood. That is, is making the environment that you're experiencing, I'll say this neck problem, it's making that the threshold for what you can tolerate lower. Okay, so um, when we talk about sugar and how, you might, how your body's responding with insulin uh, and setting you into a hypoglycemic state, um, that we're not saying that insulin is causing uh, your migraines and that you need to go down this road of understanding how to control your insulin. Um, it's, it's just the body's natural response uh, to sugar because we might overwhelm it with sugar, it might lead to that environment where you you then feel the headache.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly.
0: Yeah. In addition to that, we we have. Salt. So sugar and salt, two two things that we all um, love. It's just like every <laughs> every time we have a meal, we're probably consuming sugar or salt to yeah, some extent.
1: Absolutely. Um, and so yeah, salt. I for me, I'm a salty person over sugar for sh- for sure. So I could probably work on this. And when you think of salty foods, you know, think like a lot of frozen foods, pasta sauces, tomato juice, processed cheese. Um, you know, that sort of thing. We'll have a lot of salt in them and some people will do that. And then they'll, they'll maybe experience a headache and they have shown that people who eat more sodium and this, this, um, study said around 8,000 milligrams per day will have 33% more headaches compared to those who only eat 4,000 milligrams. So about half of that per day. So it definitely a little bit of a correlation there. And just uh, just so everyone knows, the American Heart Association really recommends no more than 1,500 is uh, kind of ideal for blood pressure levels because what sodium or salt does is increase your blood volume and can increase um, – it kind of takes up space in your blood vessels. And that way, again, if your blood vessels are already sensitive – like we talked about, if you have a neck issue and even your nerves are sensitive, that can actually sensitize the vascular vein system. And then you'll have, um, yeah, a headache come on because of this increased blood pressure.
0: Yeah. So just uh, maybe not, not too much of a tangent, but to give some clarity around that, it's if you're trying to understand why our blood vessels would be sensitive in the first place, it has to do with how our body, how our brain gathers this pain signal, um, and, and then responds to it and a referral of pain. So the strong, painful stimulus, this strong, painful input to the brain, uh, it's not only confused oftentimes in location, but the type of sensation. Um, so the brain's receiving this painful input from the neck, uh, and it's actually perceiving, that is coming from blood vessels within the head. So blood vessels that kind of surround the brain, uh, that are in the dura can be, um, perceived as hypersensitive and that has nothing really to do with the blood vessel itself. It's, it just has to do with how the nerve, um, is perceiving. It's really the brain. And then as the brain's picking up any sort of signal, um, from that nerve that's attached to the blood vessel, um, it, it becomes hypersensitive. And so if we add salt, uh, if we consume salt and then our, um, uh, the, the fluid level increases. So it's occupying more space within the blood vessel and that blood vessel already has a hypersensitive nerve attached to it. Um, then you are going to likely feel that sort of, uh, pounding throbbing sensation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah especially if you're consuming eight thousand milligrams, and the recommendation is fifteen hundred right um, so salt intake excessive salt intake is something to consider
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah all right so thirdly, we have uh tyramine, so
1: mm-hmm. what's
0: going on with tyramine
1: yeah, so tyramine is an amino acid um, and it's in you know certain foods think a really nice fancy dinner party <laughs> you go and there's red wine and aged cheeses, charcuterie, maybe some sour cream based dips, um, yogurt and buttermilk, all those things, um, have tyramine in them. And so there's also, again, a little bit of a correlation that some people might have more of a reaction to tyramine, um, which could trigger a headache on that same line, um, are a lot of foods that could be filled with like a chemical preservative. Think MSG, um, or even nitrates and sulfates, or sulfites. Um, So think like hot dogs, alcohol, soy sauce, canned soup, um, those kind of things. And I always tell people, a lot of people will look for MSG, but MSG is simply just a flavor enhancer. And there's also a lot of other flavor enhancers, like GMP, and IMP, and CMP, and UMP, and AMP. So if you see those, Those are also just like MSG and you might want to try to avoid those.
0: Yeah, that's great. So red wine is a big one for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we frequently hear patients say that, well, red wine and cheeses. And, uh, fortunately for most of our patients, that's not a major portion of their diet anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, but as part of our mission, we want you to get back to the things that you enjoy, that you value, um. But understanding that um, these things, as, as let's call them triggers, different trigger foods, um, some people, um, if they even have a little bit of, like, irritation through their neck, they do have to still be cautious with their trigger foods because uh, they can just have a really bad response, like the, very, a very hypersensitive response to it so that their thresholds lowered um, a substantial amount. And, uh, so most of our patients get to the point where they don't necessarily have to worry about the, these trigger foods as much, uh, but, but some still do. And it's that, you know, in moderation management, uh, of just overall health, Mm -hmm. that's important. All right. So fourthly, we have caffeine.
1: Yeah, this is a big one. We actually have a whole podcast dedicated just to caffeine. So I'd recommend if you're really interested in that, go back and listen to that one, um, But obviously caffeine is an interesting one because it can be in some medications to actually improve um, uptake of the medication and like Excedrin to help with headaches and migraines. But then some people can be really reactive to caffeine and it can actually make their headache worse. So it's kind of a confusing one. The main takeaway of caffeine for people with headaches and migraines is you want to drink the same amount And it has to be around 200 milligrams or less per day. That's about two cups of coffee. Um, and you want to drink it at the same time. So you don't want to vary like, oh, I had it at 8 AM today and then 2 PM tomorrow. And like, just kind of vary it a lot. Try to keep it as consistent as possible. That way your body can, um, yeah, create a a normal tolerance and, and have, um, some stability during the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so if you, if you drink coffee, um, don't necessarily stop. If you don't drink coffee, don't start. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, in moderation. And uh, so not saying you're like stuck <laughs> in whatever category you're in right now. But um, yeah, caffeine is either blamed as being the cause or it, uh, it's seen as the treatment as, you know, Excedrin adds in some caffeine. Um, and can be really effective, which has some impact on like, uh, the GI system and how we absorb the medication and things like that. But, um, yeah, a couple of cups of coffee a day.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: All right. So food intolerances, uh, to like gluten or dairy, what's going on there?
1: Yeah. So that's specifically for people with celiac disease and a true lactose intolerance. So that's something that people would get tested for, um, and actually, you know, kind of have quote unquote that diagnosis of that. And there's definitely studies that find, um, people with celiac disease and lactose intolerance, um, are more likely to experience headaches and migraines. So again, a correlation here, not a causation, um, And, you know, there's like a quote here from um, a doctor that just says, although there are reports, you know, by patients that attest there's an association, there's really no strong evidence to definitively draw a conclusion that gluten or dairy directly causes headaches. So just kind of like we know, I have a lot of people who come in and very much are like, okay, I'm just going to cut out gluten. And it's definitely not normally the answer. Um I love when people are motivated, but let's kind of talk through what is actually causing your headaches and then and then we can make other adjustments as needed.
0: Yeah. One of the one of the things that that we um it comes across maybe as or or maybe it's intended to be more like critical feedback of like oh you guys just focus on the neck. But yeah. uh when we think about causes, and that's something a lot of people are searching for, is the cause, and the assumption behind some of that like criticalness is that there are other causes. And when other cause, w- when we think of other causes, it's things like this, like uh, a gluten or dairy intolerance, um, you know, food allergies, um, or you know, hormones, barometric pressure changes, and that word cause, we need to be careful when we use the word cause, because it means that if we treat that specific thing or remove gluten or remove dairy, then it goes away. And that's the only thing that was really the only thing that was contributing to it because that was causing it. The gluten was causing it. And what we find is, is that's, that's not true. It's not, there's, there's not evidence to support that. So we have to be careful when we use the word cause, but when we understand the musculoskeletal system and the neck and how it generates pain and then how our body responds uh, with inflammation to certain food groups, especially if you have this intolerance, then all these pieces start to fall in place. And then we can use that word cause appropriately. Um, Rather than just assuming all these triggers are causes, we can look at them as triggers and understand how to deal with triggers. And we can also treat the cause, which is really exciting. Um, uh, because people are searching for a cause and they go to their doctor and they say, my neck hurts, my neck hurts, my neck hurts and say, well, that's part of it. Um, but that's just part of the migraine. Assuming the migraine is something different, but really what we have to understand is the migraine, um, is a result likely a result of a neck problem or, or jaw issues or shoulder tension or whatever that is that just hasn't been addressed. Mm -hmm. So again, a little bit of a tangent, but, um, I think that helps give context to why food or a food intolerance, um, wouldn't necessarily be the cause.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then we have food allergies, which are different than intolerance. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And you can get tested for these. Um, this basically just means your body reacts you know, an allergic reaction. So it increases antibodies and IgG in the body. Um, That basically just means inflammation goes up. Your body becomes hypersensitive to some things. And like we just talked about, it's a change in your environment and how you're going to perceive pain or maybe raise inflammation, but it was never your original cause of headaches. So a lot of people can have these. I mean, um, you can test for these in different ways. Um, And I'm trying to think of some food allergies that people, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now, that like commonly, other than the intolerances that come up for people.
0: Oh, like aside from like dairy or
1: gluten? Right. Like, yeah. like tomatoes or like some people will come in. Just We've have had like some one odd specific, ones like bananas or. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: There's all sorts of things that, that people might be allergic to. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, people have gotten tested and it's like, you know, chicken breasts, tomatoes and banana. And they're like, I literally only eat like chicken breast. <laughs> and you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. um, and then they start to question like, is this just telling me what I eat? And, um, but anyways, yeah, f- food allergies. Um, there's a lot of things that people can be allergic to. Mm-hmm. All right. And then finally, this is not, this has less to do with what you're consuming, but how you are consuming it. And so this would be a jaw problem. Uh, if your jaw is dysfunctional when you're chewing food, um that can lead to uh tension that builds up and headaches or migraines. Yeah, and and we see that clinically quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh so what what could people um do or consider um the jaw? Like how how would they know if they have the jaw contributing to their headaches?
1: Yeah, there's a couple of things. I mean, obviously clicking and popping off, you know, if you're kind of like, yep, my jaw's always clicked and popped, especially if it pops and you have pain, that's a pretty clear indicator. There's like the three knuckle test where if you open your mouth and you can't fit three knuckles in there and it's feeling really tight, that could be an issue. You're not able to open your mouth and there's some tight muscles there. Um, and so even just tenderness, you can feel around your jaw joint and into your muscles that when you chew, you can feel. And if you're really pushing and they feel quite tender, sometimes they'll even push on them and they'll refer pain to your head. That's a pretty good, clear indication that the jaw is involved. Um, so you definitely do want to look out for that. And there's, you know, talk to your physical therapist, call us, <laughs> see, um, cause that's kind of what we do is we work on the jaw, the neck, the shoulders. And another person you might talk to is your dentist, um. If you're feeling like you have those TMJ problems.
0: Yeah. So if you wake up in the morning with headaches and jaw pain and you, uh, see headaches triggered after eating and it, an indication that your jaw is triggering this, so if you don't have popping, clicking pain in your jaw, but it's just consistently after you eat, especially chewier foods, um, so like a steak, for example, if, if you find you have a hard time eating steaks and that'll trigger a headache or migraine then that's a good indication that your jaw and that chewing motion is contributing to your symptoms. And so when it comes to the jaw, we, the breathing and airway podcast where I interviewed Dr. Goals is a good one to listen to. Um, traditional dentistry, uh, is in favor of, of night guards, which are, which are not, Um, They're definitely not a bad thing. They can be very helpful. Uh, But a lot of people have airway issues. They have underdeveloped jaws. They actually uh, need – we need to take the approach of changing the way their teeth contact each other and looking at occlusal. Uh, There's a lot of things that go into uh, treating the jaw. Just a little sidebar, surgical procedures or injections in the jaw are usually not – something that uh, we get excited about and, and the outcomes for those aren't great. And so if you're to the point where they're ta- starting to talk about like surgical procedures and you haven't had a good physical therapist work on your jaw, then you need to find one because uh, irreversible things to the jaw with, with how it functions, the mechanisms of it. Uh, we, w- Yeah, it can be tough to treat, but we need to treat it conservatively. And uh, oftentimes that treatment can be hard to find. Outside of you know a night guard or Botox or something like that, so there's uh, there's our seven things, and I'll just go back through them one more time real quick. So we had sugar, salt, tyramine, caffeine, food intolerances, food allergies, and then TMJ or jaw problems. So those seven things are all potential uh, triggers, the jaw could be a little, a cause, uh, if that's referring pain into your head or increasing tension through your neck. And so don't, and I've talked about this before, but we don't necessarily need to look for like the one thing. Um, all these things are going to contribute, uh, to some extent. Well, in general, the, these things are impacting our body in this way and whether they're impacting you or not, I think you should just assume if, it's not in moderation. And if you're not considering it at all, and say you're consuming a ton of salt or a ton of sugar or whatever, uh, that, that you need to, you need to consider these things. And so the takeaway for this podcast is now we want to illuminate, highlight these things so that people start to think about them. Our last podcast, we talked about being healthy, just what it means to be healthy. So this is a big part of that, just understanding how, what we eat, what we consume is, is going to impact our body and then impact the environment that we experience pain, which is really what this is all about. Any other thoughts, Dr. Storzbach?
1: No, I think we covered it.
0: Yeah. So that's um, headaches after eating, before eating, around the time of eating. These are the things to consider. This is the Headache Doctor podcast where it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so you can break free from a life of fear and dependence on medication, thrive in everything you do. Thanks for listening.